Grace and peace to you from God our Father, from his Son, our Savior, Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit who has been who has given to us the text from Matthew, the uh, gospel lesson appointed for this day. And I read it for you again, both the 40th and the 45th verses. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And again in 45. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. So our focus upon the text, the gospel appointed for this day. You know, Pastor O'Connor used to be a teacher. I think he still is to some extent. And he's with us here again this morning, and pretty soon now he's going to be here in the pulpit and leading worship for us once again. I bring that all up because the story is told of him that he was in his classroom one day when a visitor, I think it was a supervisor of teachers, arrived at the school that morning and announced to the entire student body that he would be coming back again. And the next time he came to that school, he would give a prize to the student with the neatest desk. Wow, there's a challenge. <laughs> First of all, to do it, and secondly, to judge it. Yeah. He refused, however, as you might have guessed, to tell when he would return. One of the least tidy girls in the room <laughs> declared that she's intended to win the prize. Yeah, she said she'd clean her desk every Monday. And what if he comes back on Friday, one of her friends said. Well, I'll clean my desk every morning. What if he comes in the afternoon, she was asked. Well, she replied thoughtfully, I know what I'll do. I'll keep my desk neat all the time. Adequate preparation for our Lord's return on Judgment Day involves being ready at all times. No question about it. Our Lord in today's scripture lessons is talking to us and all who would hear or read about the Judgment Day. That day that will bring this world to its conclusion, as we know it. He will deliver, it says in Scripture, a new heaven and a new earth. <laughs> well, just like the visitor to Teacher O'Connor's classroom, the last day will arrive unexpectedly. Therefore, the caution, the need for preparation for those not prepare, prepared appropriately with the shield of faith, it will come in darkness and it will come as darkness. 
The judgment will be severe. The judgment will be eternal. That is, without end. However, our Lord's Apostle makes clear that you who are in Christ Jesus are not of the darkness, but children of the light. Paul says to us, since we belong to the day, let us be sober putting on the faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. These words reminding us of his words in Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. After all, he continues, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. He gives us what we need and encourages us to put on, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, we might be able to stand our ground, taking up the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is, in fact, the Word of God. So far as the Scripture. You've already been pointed to the latter part of the 25th chapter of Matthew. In reference to our readiness, the Lord makes clear that the treatment given him is his basis, his standard of judgment. Verse 40. Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And again in 45. Truly I tell you, whatever you do, did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Quite a contrast. Does this mean, however, that Faith in Jesus as our personal Savior is no longer saving faith? Certainly not. Be clear about it. What it does mean, or rather what it emphasizes, is that faith without works is dead. Faith that does not come alive in works of love is not, is not really faith. All of the orthodox theology, all of the correct beliefs and statements of faith are inadequate, leaning toward worthless, unless they are accompanied by care for the hungry, the stranger, the sick, and the oppressed. Hear the words of Jesus, come. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. The people's response 
<laughs> well, they were surprised, of course. They said, when did we do this? <laughs> and later, those who had not done it asked, when did we fail you? Our Lord replies, literally replies with the words of the text. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And again, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. That, his response to those who said, where did we fail you? The treatment we give in faith to Jesus through his brothers and sisters will be the basis of judgment. Who are brothers and sisters? You know exactly who they are. Some of them are here beside you. Some of them, excuse me, most of them are out there waiting to be touched by his people, some of us, and some of the so many others that God has caused to trust him, to know him, to love him, and to serve him. You will recall that Jesus said to those on his right, come, come you who are blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom. And those on his left, depart from me, accursed ones, into eternal, into eternal fire. Scriptures, today's scriptures, talk to us of eternal things. Eternal life is at stake in this judgment. Since we've been emphasizing that our treatment of Jesus' brothers and sisters is, is his standard of judgment, are we thereby suggesting that people are saved or lost because they have or have not been kind and compassionate? Be absolutely clear. We are not saying that. For salvation, as you find in Titus 2, is not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness. The works of love and mercy mentioned in Matthew 25 are said to have been done by righteous persons. The Greek word often translated just or justified refers to the righteousness that God gives to those who trust in his son's sacrifice. This righteousness, in turn, shows itself. It shows itself in deeds of love and kindness. Righteousness, that is, God's righteousness in us, is the cause of service, not the result of it. That's too important not to repeat to you. Righteousness, that is God's righteousness in us, is the cause of our service, not the result of our service. However far often, that beautiful grace of God which we rightfully treasure Oh, absolutely. Is something, unfortunately, that we hide behind. 
on occasion. In our emphasis upon grace, we are often tempted to escape, to get away from the responsibility which grace received brings to our lives, namely the responsibility to offer ourselves, as Paul said in Romans 12, as living sacrifices, the responsibility to be helpful, to give away, to love another, to give up. According to our scriptures today, this kind of activity is tied inseparably to the requirement of faith. Some of you, maybe even most of you, can go back with me about 50 years right now. And I know some of you are younger than make that, that doesn't allow you to do that. But this comes from about 50 years ago. When my dear wife Luann and I and so many of our friends would gather, oftentimes around an outdoor fire, and sing, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. They'll know we are Christians by our love. In the life of a Christian, actions of love and words of faith, they go hand in hand. They are inseparable. Furthermore, and finally, the individual who is thus blessed by God's Spirit with a faith, number one, confident in Jesus as Savior, and number two, vibrant in love and service to God's people. That individual is prepared for the return in judgment of our Lord. In fact, even so, come Lord Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses our human understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in that same Lord Jesus Christ, serving his people. Amen.